0: in the shower, car, or on the can. As
1: moms, we all know those are about the only times in a day where we are alone and sane, if we're lucky. That's why we created Mom Goal, a weekly podcast designed to give moms all they need to know to become moguls in 15 minutes or less. So lather up, turn up the volume, or stay secretly hiding in peace on the pot a bit longer. Let's go. Mongols, welcome back. We're talking physical and we've been talking about cleansing this month. This week we're going to talk about how we cleanse our environment. Now there's a lot of germs and things going on and now we're super like sensitive to you know any type of germs with COVID and everything. So the one product that I found that I love that I want to share with you all is Trader Joe's multi-purpose cleaner cedarwood and sage. Fabulous, affordable, It's plant-derived cleaning power, so it smells good, but it doesn't have all those harsh chemicals. Like, trust me, we have some of, like, the Microbond and, like, all those other ones, but this is good to use, like, every day, and I don't, like, have to worry about breathing in Clorox bleach and stuff. It just feels better, biodegradable, and it cuts your grease. It's great. Definitely a must check out product to help cleanse your environment, because we need to cleanse ourselves, cleanse our bodies, and the space we live in.
0: The space, oh, and we're stuck here now. I feel like more than ever. I feel like in 2021, it was about, I got out. I saw everyone and everything and every person I was, had ever met in my life, right? And then 2022 is back in the like, and you're in your house. Okay. And so you're just like, hello, I might as well try and clean the house because I'm stuck here. So yeah, no, love that. And you know me, I love my Trader Joe's, so I can't believe I haven't used that yet. So I'm going to have to pick some up. And just talking about February and all of that, you know, the to-do list you didn't do in January that you made for yourself that you're like, I'm going to do this and this and this. In February, you're like, okay, no, maybe I'll actually get it done. So I will say organizing my bathroom was a very cathartic experience. In January, we talked about our vision boards that we make. I like to hang them in the toilet room. So I'm forced to see it every day. Now, my vision board then was surrounded by a bunch of junk and it was just clutter. And I decided, I said, well, maybe my visions will actually come true if they're surrounded by nice organization and feng shui. So, you know, I went to Home Goods, did the whole home edit thing where you put them in the clear containers, which is all the rage. So I did all of that. And I will say now when I sit to go to the bathroom and I see my vision board and everything is in nice organized containers, it does warm the heart. Like nothing warms the heart like storage and organization, right? (laughs) This Nothing. So I know these days, you know, especially if you live in the Midwest like us. We're like Snowden right now. So, you know, it sounds like a chore, but it's one of those things that after you do it, it feels so good when it's done and then you'll just love to look at it. So take a stab at organizing, you know, one crazy weekends, put that on your weekend to-do list. Even at night after the kids go to bed, that's when I got mine done. So add that to your to-do list and you'll feel better that you did. All right, mom goals, stick around next week when we talk about cleansing expectations. All right, see you guys then. Bye-bye. All right, Mongols, we are back this week yet again with a true Mongol herself, Fran Hauser, who is helping us embrace our work and love our careers. In your workbook, you teach us how to know your value, which is a topic that us women are often too humble about. Now, what are some of your insights to help us know exactly what we're worth?
2: When it comes to knowing your value, I think it's really important to realize that as human beings, we naturally tend to dwell on what goes wrong, on the mistakes that we make, or I wish I had said this instead of that. It's very natural to do that. And one of the ways that I've been able to deal with that you know, throughout my life is I have a journal that I call a smile file. And in that journal, I capture any time something goes right where, you know, maybe I've accomplished a goal or maybe I've received really positive feedback or maybe I had a great parenting moment, you know, whatever it is, I capture it in this journal. And whenever I'm feeling a little bit of imposter syndrome, like why was I invited to this? Or I don't deserve, you know, I don't deserve a seat at that table. I look back at that journal because For me, it's really evidence-based confidence. You know, this is a list of like really great things that I've been able to accomplish. So it just naturally makes me feel better. And it gives me that little bit of a confidence boost. The other thing that I love is if you've never done this, if you asked your friends and colleagues to describe your character and to name like just a few strengths that make you shine. And you can even just text them, just ask them this question. And the words that they come back with include those in your journal, in your smile file, because there's just something so beautiful about being able to see yourself through other people's eyes. So that's also something that I love to have in my journal and in the book, Embrace the Work of Your Career, I have a whole section for a smile file journal where you can capture all of these things the other thing that i always say is really important is to surround yourself with people who lift you up people who are there for you when you have a really hard decision to make and they can help guide you through the decision and they can help to remind you that you're perfectly capable of making this decision the one other thing i'm going to talk about before i forget is the confidence gap between men and women and This really interesting study that Hewlett Packard did, basically what they found was that men will apply for a job if they have 60% of the qualifications, whereas women feel like they need to have 100% of the qualifications in order to apply, right? And that says so much. Men are just going for more job opportunities. They're putting themselves out there. You know, they're taking that risk that they might get rejected. And I know I literally went through this myself. You know, I think about back in the day when I was working at AOL and AOL and Time Warner merged. Time Inc. was one of the divisions within Time Warner. And they had this incredible new role that they had created for somebody who could be the liaison between Time Inc. and AOL to come up with new products and businesses that the two divisions could create and work on together. And I looked at that job description and literally the first thing I thought of was, but I don't have magazine experience, so I'm not qualified for this. And it took one of my male colleagues to say to me like, Fran, you are perfect for this. You're so good at building bridges and building relationships. You have media background. It's just digital instead of print. So he literally was the one who's like, no, you need to apply for this. And I applied for it and I got it and it was life-changing. So instead of focusing on what you don't have, focus on what you do. And what's the worst case scenario? Like if I applied for that job and I didn't get it, I probably still would have had the opportunity to meet people that were interviewing me, right? That I didn't know before. So I'm now like building these new relationships. I'm showing initiative. I'm showing that I have the confidence to go for it, which is a really good thing in terms of how senior management views employees and talent. So even if the answer was no, there's still all this great stuff that could come out of it.
0: Because you actually put yourself out there. That is so interesting that how just women innately we are like, oh, well, if off the boxes aren't checked, there's no way I could possibly do that. But I think like you said, let's try and do that exercise where we ask others how valuable we are to them because we always create our own story in our heads. So I think that's awesome to ask your friends and loved ones how they view you because it it hopefully does give you the confidence to go after these things that we're qualified for. And I'm sure you killed it in your job,
2: you know? And I just also remember being so scared because I just remember thinking, like, I am not worthy. Like, I'm not good. Like, these, these are brands that, like, I grew up with, you know? I mean, I had every reason to be confident, but I was still lacking the confidence. And I think it goes back to surrounding yourself with people who can push you and are going to inspire you and help you go for those opportunities that you might feel like you're not totally qualified for. Like my colleague, right? It's
1: perfect. I love all of this. And I'm gonna start my own smile file journal too, because I love that little tip of advice as well. Fran, we value you so much and are just so thankful you're here this month. Moms across the country are tired right now, like myself. So thanks for reminding us how valuable we are. So mom will stick around next week. It's our last week with Fran. And we're going to talk about how to reflect and reset, which is perfect and what we need for 2022. Don't forget to check out Fran on Instagram at Fran underscore Hauser, and check out at Fran's bookshelf for amazing reading recommendations. See you next week. Thanks, Fran. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 It's time for five minutes of
0: emotions with Kristen Glosserman, life coach and author of If It's Not Right, Go Left. She's here to keep it real and help us through what you call the whining period. And we're not talking about toddlers here. We're talking about actual wine. So it's crazy how one glass of wine easily turns into, you know, two, three, a bottle these days. Kristen, how can we stop the
3: whining? I'm really glad that we are tackling this one because we're hearing about it more and more. And our relationship with alcohol is just like our relationship with food and wellness. We work to create a place that it serves us. And it seems like over the last two years, this one became a really slippery slope. And I wanna share because I believe in sharing we can learn from each other and i want to be absolutely transparent in that the pandemic was challenging for me i had four kids at home homeschooling and i was absolutely using alcohol as a band-aid and i think when we started to sort of you know look in the mirror and say how am i doing a lot of us said not so great (laughs) <laughs> all right. So I wanted, I wanted to share that because it's okay to say, you know, this has been a challenge and it's something I want to be better at. And I feel like now that I've really been able to vocalize that I've got all sorts of alcohol free options out there and alternatives. I actually have a second refrigerator of the greatest alcohol free beverages. My kids are in on it. My restaurant is in on it. So I'm really promoting this alternative and people really seem receptive. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about
0: it. Cause you're right. I feel like at the beginning of 2020, which yes, was two years ago, it feels like yesterday and it's like Groundhog Day. But at some point we have to go, this can't be the coping mechanism every single year. Right? It can't be. So you're not saying give it up completely, but what are some tips to kind of slow it down or how many drinks is the right number, how often, what do you
3: suggest? And also just to be perfectly candid, there are individuals where abstinence and moving away from it entirely is the answer. So I just wanna honor anyone who is in that boat. I have found that having a really attainable plan for alcohol works really well for me so I know that at a minimum there's going to be two days where I'm alcohol free that's just a standard for me and ideally I don't go over 2 drinks I mean sometimes the occasional 3 but I'm a small girl and I have found that alcohol in and of three drinks doesn't really serve me. So I start this chapter, I have the book, and chapter nine is Stop Whining. And I say, I'm so much better when I drink alcohol, said no one ever. It's true, yes. And I also say, I love a good margarita or a martini. And I have a client that is a wine producer and I own restaurants. So at the same time, alcohol is a really big part of my life and my family's life. We are celebratory people. There's always a toast. So really getting in tune with my relationship with alcohol and when I can enjoy it and when it's probably best to hold off, That's been a big part of my learning this year and I'm happy to share. Well, we're
1: happy you did share because it also normalizes how other people are feeling too because we're not talking about it. So thank you for sharing and being honest about it. And it's kind of cool now because there's a lot of really good options out there like Flake Lively's, Betty Buzz. So it's kind of cool, this new age and new products coming forward to help try some different things out there that
3: still taste good and make you feel good too. Yeah, and a lot of it is also like the ritual of it. So I find that if I use a wine glass for just about anything, my iced tea, my club soda, whatever, it's the end of the day. It's almost like just having the glass in my hand, I'm like halfway there. So that's also been a fun finding for me. Okay, well, I got some iced tea right here, but if I put it in a wine glass, I
0: mean, it cha- it's the game changer right there. That's what I'm, gonna, <laughs> what I'm gonna do going forward.
3: I do, I have all sorts of pretty glasses. and. I'm good. We've gotten into this habit of holding this pretty thing. What side has become less important? You're right. It's the
0: habit. It just feels good to touch the nice glass and not be drinking out of a plastic container,
3: right? So I like that. Especially at four, or five o'clock like that. You know, I take out the cut crystal.
1: <laughs> I, love it. I love it. That's going to motivate me to drink more water. I'm trying this tip. <laughs> All right, Kristen, thank you so much for the constructive nudge and for your honesty on this topic. We definitely can need it in these current times. Mom Goals, stick around next week because we're bringing it all home and Kristen's going to give us tips for how to live directionally. And don't forget to check out her book, If It's Not Right, Go Left. For more achievable tips, it's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, bookshop.org, anywhere you buy your books. Check it out. Bye, Kristen. Bye-bye. All
0: right, Momgoals, that's all the time we
1: have. Thanks for listening. Want more Momgol? Follow us on Instagram at Momgol, And don't forget to leave us a review.